The May long weekend is here, and for many of us, that means the official start to summer. Weekends at the cottage, drinks on the deck, and of course, barbecues, barbecues, barbecues. Now, in honor of the long weekend, we are going to talk in depth about one of those barbecue staples, homemade hamburgers. There are as many styles of homemade hamburgers as there are people making them. Everyone has their secrets and preferences. There are little things that we all do differently or add to our meat to make our hamburgers stand out. Everyone thinks that their homemade hamburgers are the best, myself included. However, what I know is that you don't know until you know. You know? What I mean is that maybe there is something that you could be doing differently. A new idea you just never thought of that would completely change your homemade hamburger game forever. With that in mind, I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and 5, and today I'm telling you everything I know about homemade hamburgers. In my experience, there are two main approaches that people take to making hamburgers. One, and unfortunately the more common of the two approaches, is to throw everything but the kitchen sink into the mix. The second approach is more stripped down and minimalist. I fall into the second camp. I'm sure that comes as no surprise to anybody. Let's take a look at them separately for a second. And just to clarify, we aren't going to talk about toppings or even buns today, just homemade hamburger patties themselves. Otherwise, this post would be way too long and a little unruly. So let's take a look. Kitchen sink burgers. These are by far the most common type of homemade hamburger. People put everything in there. Chopped garlic and onion, some kind of filler like breadcrumbs, oatmeal, or even crushed up tortilla chips. Usually there's an egg in the mix somewhere. I've seen people mix in Montreal steak spice, barbecue sauce, even celery salt. You name it, I've seen pretty much everything go into a burger. The problem I have with these types of burgers is that they don't taste anything like a hamburger. The flavor gets completely muddied excuse me, and lost among all these different ingredients that don't really need to be in the mix at all. Minimalist burgers. When I make homemade hamburgers, I typically add a little garlic and onion powder. Powder is important because you don't want chunks in your burger. And I add either salt or pepper or a little seasoning salt like Old Bay. That's it. No binders, no fillers. On the outside of the burger, right before I start to cook it, I season it with the same ingredients I seasoned the meat with. This way there's no confusion of flavors. Rather than covering up and muddying the taste of the beef, these few ingredients act to complement and enhance the flavor, so the burger tastes like beef. Type of meat. When I make homemade hamburgers, I prefer a medium ground beef to a lean ground beef. The reason why is threefold and very simple. Reason one, the fat adds flavor. Reason two, the burger holds together better. Reason three, the burger will be juicier. That's it. What else do I need to say? If you're sitting there thinking, but Ben, it's so fatty, then you have bigger problems. There are bur- These are burgers that we're talking about, and most of that fat is going to be cooked out anyway. But if you want a juicy, flavorful burger, the secret isn't to add a pile of ingredients. The secret is to leave the fat in. Grinding your own meat. Now, if you're set up for grinding your own meat, that's fantastic. Myself, and I think most chefs, prefer a mixture of chuck and brisket for burgers. Chuck is very lean, and brisket is pretty fatty, and the combination of the two make for a perfect ground beef for burgers. But what exactly is beef chuck and brisket? 
Well, brisket, as I'm sure most of us are familiar with, comes from the bottom front or breast of the cow, right above the front shoulder. It is fatty and tough, but very flavorful. This makes it perfect for grinding, smoking, or braising. Chuck sits right above the brisket and behind the head and neck of the cow. It is also a very tough cut of meat, um, and, but it's very lean and also flavorful. Most typically, you would find this as a pot roast. Other meats. It isn't uncommon for a little pork, either raw or in the form of bacon, to be added to ground beef to add flavor to fat. Uh, flavor or fat, excuse me. This would be especially necessary if you were using only ground chuck or if you were making a venison burger. Because it is so lean, the pork or brisket is needed to prevent the meat from becoming really dry and crumbly. Without the fat, it would be like eating sand unless the burger was cooked no more than medium. Cooking burgers to temperature. So this actually brings up another good point. Cooking homemade hamburgers to temperature. Essentially, is it safe to eat a hamburger rare, medium rare, or medium? The answer is both yes and no. It is very strongly suggested that you fully cook ground meat from the grocery store or even from your butcher. Obviously, we prefer to think that everyone handling our raw meat is maintaining the highest food safety standards possible, but it isn't always the case. The problem with ground meat is that by grinding it, we're creating all this extra surface area for bacteria to live and grow. By contrast, a whole steak only has the top, bottom, and sides for bacteria to populate. When the steak is cooked, even if it is rare, these surfaces are getting hot enough to kill that bacteria. But because there is so much surface area with ground meat, it is impossible to kill all the potential bacteria unless the burger is cooked through. Having said all this, if you grind the meat yourself right before you make your hamburgers and you make sure all the equipment is clean and sanitized, then yeah, knock yourself out. Eat your burger rare. Why not? For those of you that do have instant read thermometers, and all of you should, burgers should be cooked to an internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Unless, of course, you're grinding your own meat and then, you know, 130 would be fine. The perfect size for the perfect burger. So when it comes to hamburgers, I would rather have two thin patties than one giant patty. And I know a lot of people out there like a big juicy patty and that's fine, but not for me. Let me explain. So there are a lot of reasons why I prefer thin patties to thick ones. One of the really big reasons is cook time. If I make a hamburger patty that is a quarter inch thick, it's going to cook in 4 to 5 minutes rather than 10 to 15 minutes for a really thick patty. This means it is less likely to burn on the outside while it's cooking. Also, by stacking two thin patties, I get four grilled surfaces rather than two, rather than the two that you get with one thick patty. That equals more flavor. There's also an extra surface for cheese. With thin patties, there is also the option to have small single patty burgers for guests who may not be as hungry. What this means is that your meat goes further without having to add any fillers. Cooking homemade burgers. I think that we can all agree that the best way to cook a homemade hamburger is on the grill. If you make thick burgers, use a moderate heat. For thin burgers, you can use a high heat. Don't press them and try to only flip them once. Now, if you don't have a grill, I prefer to use a hot cast iron pan. I don't add oil uh, as there will be enough coming out of the burger itself. That's really about it. Just get the pan really hot, cook the burgers. If you're cooking really thick burgers, you may want to just sear them and then pop them in the oven. 
but that's it. Conclusion. Pretty much everybody loves burgers, except barb and vegetarians. I'll eventually do a veggie burger post. But how you make your burgers is up to you. You're the one eating them after all. All I suggest is taking a step back, thinking about your burgers as they are now, and asking yourself if they could be better. If they can be, I hope that this helped. But if they are as good as they can possibly be, I would love to hear about them. Send me a message on social media and tell me what you put in your burgers that makes them so perfect, because I really would love to know. Otherwise, have a great long weekend, everyone, and thank you for listening as always. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. And like I said, reach out. I always love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, there was something else I wanted to say, but I, oh, if you would like to you know, see this post all written out, just go to HowToNotBurnShit.com. It'll be right there for you. I'll talk to you soon. See you.